Welcome to Choreography in Context. Context is what shapes our perception and interpretation of events and experiences. It's the setting or environment, the conditions of possibility. It comes from the Latin con, meaning together, and textus, meaning weave. It's like all these different parts being woven together to create a whole, to form a structure that we can make sense of. It's one of the ways we create meaning. Our experience of a specific park informs our understanding of parks in general, what their function is, who they are for, or why they even exist as public spaces. What do parks mean for you? What is a public space for? As the geographer Doreen Massey has argued, space is dynamic and only comes into being through use and over time. So really, it's up to us, the public, to decide. Parks have always been a big part of my childhood. I remember as kids, we'd spend endless days in Hyde Park and it felt like the biggest place in the world, like it was never ending. We could run around it all day and it would just never get boring. I feel like as adults, now there's sort of this general feeling of nostalgia around parks. Even if it's one you haven't been to before, it just takes you back to this place of being young and it being the most magical place you've ever been to. Klepeda Park has quite a lot of areas. At the entrance to the park, one can rent rollers, skateboards, bikes to explore our park. Also, there is a quiet one where people can enjoy their walk surrounded by giant trees, climbing and playground areas for kids, skateboard place, a volleyball spot specifically made for youth where my classmates used to play, pizzeria and ice cream bars, so no one will be hungry. Everyone will try delicious desserts or pizza. And of course, a lot of statues. Also, deeper into the park, there is Soldier Graveyard. Over the years, the park has become more interactive, a safe place for people. My childhood park is set in the middle of my hometown. I have probably visited it every week since I was four. Its purpose to me has changed over time as I have grown up. When I was little, I learned to ride my bike there. I swam in a small public pool and I practiced tree climbing. I performed in the park with my youth theatre club and my martial arts group. And then later I sang there with my school jazz band. In between my exams, my friends and I would rush to the park for a lunch and a game of football or frisbee to shake off the fatigue. As I grew up, I realised that the green spaces around my town offered more freedom and privacy. The park was a public space, but it had written and unwritten rules. Some adolescent activities were best done away from the nosy park neighbours and disapproving parents. The park uh, I sometimes went to as a small child um, was a large town park with a, a boating lake, a uh, really large duck pond, and a small steam train that you could go on, which went around the pond. There were big skies. There was a cafe called Swan Lake, where on special occasions we bought an ice cream. It was a place I went with my family. It was a treat, a day trip, an event. 
I remember sometimes my sister and I rode our bikes around a huge field and track that was at the back of the Swan Lake Cafe. Time was spacious. Memories. Distant memories. The sound of innocent young laughter. The friction from sliding down the slide in a skirt. The struggle to keep pulling the fabric down. The intimidation from seeing older and taller kids. Memories, recent memories, an open space we fill with our music, our food, our laughter. So much of our laughter echoes through the space, not as young, not as innocent, but louder and more heartfelt than ever. Once again a skirt, I tie a blanket around my waist since I cannot keep tugging at the fabric while I try to cartwheel my way down the hill. I look around and pinpoint the younger and smaller humans that might be intimidated by our loudness and smile compassionately and apologetically. As I have grown and evolved, so has the significance of a park to me. The world, that playground world, seems so much smaller now, but the park itself is fuller with more possibilities. I distinctively remember having an imaginary friend with short blonde hair. I would push her on the swings and on the roundabout as well. I was always so scared to ask the big kids if I could play with them, so I would sit and observe. Once they were gone, I would mimic them with my imaginary friend. I guess it's now funny to think, as a training dancer, that, that I was once doing what I am now learning or meaning to do. Mimic and use my imagination. Loitering with live intent, dance artists working in the park, making their presence felt visible, tangible, responsive to the world. Within the limitations of social distancing, how are they finding ways to take a stance, speak up, present live work, be present, and most vitally, stay connected to each other? <laughs> 